What's happening, Bears fans? We're now three games into the 2019 preseason, and the Bears are 1-2 and two after knocking off the Colts on Saturday night. So that leaves only one more practice game to go, which is going to take place on Thursday against the Tennessee Titans at Soldier Field. And then after that, General Manager Ryan Pace and Head Coach Matt Nagy, they're going to have to whittle this roster down to the mandated 53 players by Saturday, August 31st. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, the opening day roster and the 10-man practice squad. But before I get into my roster predictions, let me welcome you guys to my podcast. This is T-Formation Conversation. My name is Lester A. Wiltwong Jr., and I am the editor-in-chief of SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron. You know, you guys can follow me on Twitter at WiltfongJR. You can follow the entire Windy City Gridiron team on Twitter at WC Gridiron. And, of course, be sure to bookmark our site, WindyCityGridiron.com, where we have fresh Bears content every single day. And while we're plugging stuff, make sure you guys all subscribe to our Windy City Gridiron podcast channel so you not only get my show, but also Bear With Me, which is hosted by our X's and O's film guru, Robert Schmitz, and Bears Over Beers, featuring our lead draft analyst, E.J. Snyder, and our lead fantasy football analyst, Jeff Burkus. So that's three shows for the price of one, and with that price being free, you really can't go wrong. So subscribe now. Uh, okay, so let's get into my 53-man roster predictions for the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to go straight down the position, starting with the offense, uh, jump into special teams, and over to defense. And uh, for those of you guys that want to follow along, I'm going to actually have my 53-man picks on an article at Windy City Gridiron. So you guys can uh, jump over there, check it out, follow along. So, you know, let's just start right off at the top quarterback. Obviously, this is the easy one. Um, I'm keeping two guys, Trubisky, uh, Chase Daniel, uh, those obvious. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, we all know how we feel about him. We had a great uh, roundtable series at the site here, uh, four separate articles talking about where he is now, where he's heading in the future. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out about Trubisky. And then Chase Daniel, he's the clear-cut number two. And real quick on Chase Daniel, he is what he is, guys. He is a he's not a good quarterback. Okay, let's just get that out there. But he's a good backup quarterback. That's what he is. He's a backup. He's a veteran. In this league, as a backup, you're either going to have a, a young guy that's ascending that you're grooming for the job, or you're going to have a, a veteran guy that's there in case something happens to the starter. That's where the Bears are right now. They have a young quarterback as in Trubisky. Uh, they have the veteran in Chase Daniel behind him. So he looks bad in preseason. Remember, last preseason, he looked pretty bad too, but he's got backup offensive linemen in front of him, backup receivers for the most part around him. He's playing against a bunch of backups, and the timing's not always going to be perfect with him. And one thing he does do in preseason, he does hold the ball too long, but without the benefit of checking out the the All-22 film, where's he going to go with the ball? Is there always a place to go? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, Some of the problems are on him, but again, when the games counted last year, he went one one and one. Uh, He didn't look the best. Uh, He didn't look the worst. But in the NFL, if your backup quarterback can come in and you can go 500 in those games, most NFL teams will take that. And and I heard a lot of people on Twitter and and on social media uh, talking about how Chase Daniel blew the Giants game last year. And and he didn't have the best of game, but, I mean, his numbers were decent. But I seem to recall that game, Odell Beckham Jr. throwing like a 50-yard touchdown pass in the game where the defense fell asleep. I also seem to recall the defense allowing uh, Saquon Barkley to convert a third and I think 15 uh, late in the game. Uh, he converted that on a draw play uh, where he, he made the first down and kind of kept their drive alive. So it wasn't all Chase Daniel blowing that game. It was a team loss. Uh, Bears win as a team, they lose as a team. And 
and that one you can't completely pin on Chase Daniel. And then the Lion game, uh, he played well, uh, good enough to win that game, obviously, in, in Detroit. I'm sure there was a nice pick six at the end that kind of helped seal it, but Daniel wasn't the reason they lost the game. As fans, we want to have our guys come in and, and win and dominate. You want to have a quarterback that can make plays and, and win the game for you. There aren't 32 guys like that in the entire NFL. You know, Mitchell Trubisky's a guy that, you know, he may not be that guy right now, but Bears fans expect Chase Daniel to come in and, and lead this team and make plays and, and be the reason they win. He's a caretaker. He's a veteran caretaker. That's what he is. He may only be here one more year because at some point you're going to want to get that young guy to groom um, as as the young backup behind, hopefully, your franchise guy in Trubisky. But right now, the way the, the room is set up, you kind of need that. And then uh, with only two being on the roster, that means uh, uh, Tyler Bray is going back to the practice squad. He may be the oldest practice squad guy in the history of the league, um, but this kind of way his, his career has went. So Trubisky, Daniel, and then a little teaser for you guys, the uh, practice squad, Bray down in the practice squad. Running back is where I got my first, I guess you want to call it a little bit of a surprise here. And I got the Bears taking five running backs. I got Terry Cohen, David Montgomery, Mike Davis, Kareth White Jr., the rookie. And I think they're going to bring Ryan Nall along this season. And here's why. I think Terry Cohen is going to play as many reps as a receiver as he does a running back. Uh, so you're going to have the Mike Davis, David Montgomery as your primary two guys. Uh, Kareth White Jr., I think it's just got too much juice, too much speed. Uh, to kind of to let go, I think um, Matt Nagy likes the 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 aspect of having that kind of speed on the roster, and then in Ryan Nall, he gives you a different type of, of running back. Now he's a little bigger. Um, I think he has the size to maybe play some some blocking type of stuff at, as as a fullback if they ever decide to go that route. Uh, he has not done that so far. Uh, he didn't do it in camp. Uh, he's pretty much a tailback and a tailback only. Um, but I think eventually he has the versatility um, to kind of grow his role on this offense. And then you look at what he does in special teams. He's been pretty active in special teams in preseason so far. Uh, so I have Ryan Nall making it as a fifth running back right now. Of course, things could change, obviously, with, with one more game. Injuries here and there could pop up. But I just think he makes it because, like I said, Cohen going to be playing a lot of wide out. Uh, so with Nall making it, that has my wide receivers now is going to only be at six. Um, I think they are not going to carry Marvin Hall on the roster. Uh, yes, he was a free agent signing this year, but look at his money. He got no guaranteed money. He basically signed for a, a vet minimum deal. He came in to compete, and uh, while I think he has some upside there, I just think he got caught up in a roster game. I think Nall brings a little more to the special teams unit, and I think that's something the Bears want out of their reserves at this point. Uh, so at wideout, I got pretty much the obvious guys left. I got Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, and Cordero Patterson, who are also going to get a little bit of play at tailback as well. So uh, quarterback two, running back five, wide receiver six, um, tight ends. A lot of undrafted free agents in camp right now, uh, four to be exact, uh, four veterans there. And I got the Bears only bringing four along to open the season. Uh, Trey Burton's a lock. Um, he's going to be a starting U tight end. Adam Shaheen, the, the injured one. Um, we have not seen the full potential that this guy has, but if healthy, and, and right now he is healthy, um, he does have something to offer. Last year he played the second half of the season, and he was probably the best uh, blocking tight end the Bears had. And I know that's not saying much because uh, Deion Sims was around last year and it wasn't very good, and there was really no one else in the roster that could that has the size and the frame to block, but... 
when Adam Shaheen was activated from injured reserve, he did give the Bears something as a blocker. He's still not good as a blocker. I wouldn't even call him, you know, above average. He's average. Uh, he's willing a blocker, but he has the frame. And he has the size, and in the run game, he's he's decent. Uh, but we need to see him do a little more as a pass catcher. But right now, he's your number one Y tight end, which is your inline tight end. Uh, the Bears are also very high on Ben Broniker. They brought him back on a two-year deal. Uh, he didn't play in the in the preseason game uh, on uh, on Saturday night. That tells me he's a lock. I think he's a guy that the Bears like a lot because he can kind of do both uh, Y and the U. He can play some H-back stuff for you if the Bears ever want to go with a fullback look. He can play it kind of like as a flex role um, and kind of come across the, the line of motion. Give you some options there, Ben Broniker. Good athlete, decent hands, decent blocker. And then for my fourth tight end, this is one where I was kind of uh, unsure what to do, what to go with. But I just have a feeling all camp, all offseason, that the Bears really like Bradley Sowell. Uh, he is a backup uh, inline tight end. He's the converted offensive lineman. And honestly, he had a pretty good camp. But in the preseason games, he looks a little uh, lost. And and part of the thing that he's not giving you is, is he's not giving you the exceptional blocking you like to see out of him, someone especially who's a who's a converted off offensive lineman. But when you look at the other undrafted agents on the roster, Bradley Sal is the best blocker of the bunch. And I think the way with Burton, Shaheen, and Broniker, uh, you got to keep a guy like Sal on your active roster. So four tight ends: Burton, Shaheen, Broniker, Sal, and then offensive line. This is a position where I'm a little nervous there at a, at, at swing tackle. And I think right now, even though he's injured, I think Rashad Coward is your swing tackle. Uh, although I'm not sure he can play the left side. All in training camp, he's been a right tackle. Um, head coach Matt Nagy talked about uh, what he's done, you know, behind closed doors in Hallis Hall, where, of course, you know, uh, the beat guys can't report on it, and, and, you know, no one really knows what's happening. But he mentioned that Coward pretty much only played the right side. So that makes me wonder who is the left tackle if an injury would happen to Charles Leonard Jr. And real quick, uh, my offensive line locks, obviously, the starters. Uh, Charles Leonard Jr., Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, Kyle Long, Bobby Massey. Um, so what happens if Leno gets hurt? Is Rashad Coward the guy to play the left side? I don't think so. I don't think there's a guy in the roster that can do it as far as a swing tackle um, because I only have the Bears carrying eight total on the O-line. Leno, Whitehair, Daniels, Long, Massey. Uh, Coward, I think, comes along unless his elbow's too injured, which in which case he may find himself on the injury reserve. Uh, but then I also have the Bears bringing along Ted Larson, uh, who can kind of play all three spots inside at uh, both guards and center. And then I have him keeping the undrafted rookie Alex Bars, who, of course, from Notre Dame. He worked with uh, offensive line coach Harry Heaston when uh, he coached at Notre Dame. And I think he's played a nice preseason. He had a nice camp. Uh, when you watch him, he does not look out of place. I know with a lot of young offensive linemen, especially the, the UDFAs, they just look out of place. They look like they are, are a step slow. They look like they don't have the physicality to keep up at this level. But when you look at Alex Bars, you know, he definitely looks like a guy that probably should have been drafted. Um, if the, he wasn't injured, he probably would have been. Uh, so I got the Bears going eight offensive line. So back to the swing tackle. What happens at left tackle? Um, Olin Cruz tonight speculated that maybe that could be uh, Cody White here. Maybe he kicks out to left tackle. There's an injury. He did play it in college. Uh, he was very good at it in college reason why the Bears moved him inside and why most scouts and NFL teams converted him, had him converted to a guard is because he's a little on the short side, doesn't have the long arms. And while that's important um, to, to a point, I mean, 
it doesn't mean that he can't do it in a pinch. Ideally, you don't want to see that happen, but if that's the best way you, you have your way your roster is constructed, you don't really have a choice. So I got the Bears keeping eight on the O-line, so that gives it a total of 25 on the offense. And then uh, over to the specialists, no big uh, big confusion here. Punter Patrick O'Donnell, kicker Eddie Pinheiro, long snapper Patrick Scales. And about the kicker real quick here. Eddie Pinero, he's had the biggest leg of, of all the kickers the Bears had in this offseason. I think they had nine of them in total. They traded that conditional seventh to the Raiders for Pinero. And he came over with a nice pedigree. He was great at Florida um, in college. He was decent last preseason. And he's a guy that has the leg strength. And we saw a 58-yard field goal right down the pipe uh, against the Colts in Indy. So he has that. I think now that he has the the confidence in the team that he's the only guy left standing in camp. I think we'll see him shine here. Uh, the last, obviously the last week of the, of the, of the preseason. And I think unless someone unexpected becomes available, that's a veteran established, uh, decent kicker. I think it's going to be Pinero to open the season. So uh, before I get into the defense, uh, let's kick it to a real quick word here from our sponsors uh, for SB nation and hear what they have to say. So over to the defensive side of the ball, um, since I got 25 offense, three specialists, that leaves me with 25 spots on defense. And on the defensive line, I only have the Bears keeping five guys. They kept six a year ago. Um, I just think with with the league obviously going so much away from base defenses, I just don't think they need to keep a six guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went with six. Like I said, they had six a year ago, but... I just think the way things are constructed, I think Khalil Mack at outside backer, he may play, he may even play with his hand in the dirt a little bit this year. Uh, Chuck Pagano did that when he was in Baltimore. He had some of his outside backers kind of playing with their hand in the dirt down and uh, and doing a little little uh, defensive end type of work. So that may happen this year. So so I got the Bears going five on the D line, which is going to be Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, uh, Roy Robertson Harris, and my fifth guy. I think Nick Williams has done enough to uh, to supplant Jonathan Bullard, who was a draft pick of this regime. Uh, Bullard just hasn't flashed. He flashes in preseason the last couple of years. This preseason, he hasn't really done much. During training camp, he hasn't really done much to stand out. Uh, but with Nick Williams, he's a guy that he backed up the nose a year ago. Yeah, he wasn't active for very very many games. But he can back up the nose for Eddie Goldman. He can also play the five-tech defensive end to kind of back up if he needed there. Um, I just think the way that everything is going with this team and in this defense, I think you got to go with five guys, and that's the five I think they have right now. And outside back, I already mentioned Khalil Mack. That's an obvious one, uh, one of the best players in the game today. Um, with him, I have Leonard Floyd. Also, I have Aaron Lynch, who has been injured. And it's another wild card here. If Aaron Lynch's injury is too much to keep him from playing that week one game, um, there's a possibility that they put him on uh, injured reserve. Um, one of those things where they can reactivate him later. I just think you need to have a third guy you trust. And, and I'm not a huge Aaron Lynch fan, um, but what they have on this roster right now, he is the best guy to back up Mack and Floyd. He understands the position. He played decent football last year. He had a few sacks. He had a few pressures. He is good enough to be the main backup now. I would love to see the Bears have a young guy in the pipeline that can actually come off the edge with some with some speed 
um, with some aggressiveness. And I don't see that right now. Uh, but I got him carrying five outside linebackers, Mac Floyd Lynch. And then I have Isaiah Irving, who has done a lot of special teams for the Bears the last couple of years. And for that fifth spot, I have James Vodders, the uh, Canadian Football League guy, uh, making it over Kylie Fitz, draft pick. And I just have not seen enough from Kylie Fitz in camp or in the preseason, either of his two years, to warrant a spot over Vodders, who, quite frankly, has more pass rush moves off the edge. Fitz has has not developed like I thought he would. When you look at Kylie Fitz, I talked about it before on the show. I've written about it before, too. Kylie Fitz is a guy that his his tape his last year in college was not the best. He had an injury. He, he played kind of sluggish because of the injury his last year. But you look at his tape from before he was injured. Um, I think that was his sophomore tape. He was a much different player. Um, he, he was quick off the edge. Um, he, he had a good bend. He just looked a different player. I think the Bears drafted him on potential. And when you're drafting in the, in the sixth, seventh round, drafting late like that, you can kind of roll the dice on some of these guys. He tested great at the combine, so his athleticism was there. He just hasn't put it together on the NFL level. For whatever reason, uh, when I see him rushing a passer, he gets stuck on the tackles quite a bit. He can't disengage. He doesn't have a secondary move. Um, I don't know why he's trying to bull rush as much as he does because he doesn't seem to have the upper body strength to do that consistently. If he had more of a, of a way to convert speed to power and get off the blocks, it'd be better for him. But right now, Kylie Fitz, I have not seen enough from him. But with James Vodders, he has a nice bend around the edge. Uh, he has good quickness. He can get to the quarterback more than Kylie Fitz has. So I think outside backer, you got to go with Vodders right now as that fifth guy. We'll have to wait and see how he can play in special teams because the one thing Kylie Fitz uh, can do, uh, he, he he was adequate as a special teamer. So we'll see if James Vodders has done enough in camp and, and he's shown the coaches enough where he can kind of take that fifth spot. As a defender, I think he has. We'll see if the Bears value that, uh, him being a backup outside backer or what Kylie Fitz can bring in the third phase. Inside linebacker is uh, another pretty easy at the top with Roquan Smith, Dan Trevathan. Uh, Roquan Smith, I've talked about it a lot. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. I thought he had a good year last year, but I look for Roquan Smith to be to be first-team All-Pro. I just think he has that kind of potential. He has that kind of speed, instincts. He is the total package as an inside backer for the Bears. And then Danny Trevathan, um, an, another good year coming from him. He had a, a, played all 16 games last year. He came into camp in great shape. You know, those two are, are great leaders for this defense, for the inside backer spot. And then I have the Bears also keeping a, a veteran Nick Kwiatkowski. I understand he has limitations. His limitations come in pass coverage. But what he is for this team is he is a good special teamer. He is a guy that can play in a pinch. He understands the defense. And if the Bears can can hide him enough uh, on defense if he has forced to play where he's not getting stuck in coverage. The one thing you don't want Kwiatkowski doing is trailing, trailing guys in man coverage. If he's dropping back in the zone, that's one thing. Maybe you have to hide him a little bit that way. But Kwiatkowski is a, is a decent backup inside linebacker. The only question I have with him is he is making $2 million this year. So I'm not sure how that affects the Bears' cap as far as internally what they want to do with the, with the numbers. But if you can find a way to kind of move him, uh, to a, a team that may be desperate for someone at the position. Maybe the Bears do that. And, and before you say, oh, my God, no one's going to trade for Nick Kwiatkowski, 
Remember, this is a, a, a general manager, Ryan Pace, that traded DeAndre Hall for a seventh-round pick a couple of years ago when DeAndre Hall had done nothing in the league. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski at least is a uh, experienced special teamer. Um, he understands, uh, you know, at least positional football. He, he may not be the, the quickest of guy getting to his spots, but he understands what he's doing on that defense. So maybe the Bears get lucky and they can kind of make a move there. Then they also have the Bears keeping uh, Joel Iwe Bounier, and that may be the first time I ever pronounced his name correctly. If it is correctly, I'm not even sure. Uh, but Iggy, I think he makes the team just because he's a draft pick. He has upside. He can be that special teamer. Um, that the Bears covet at that position at the backup linebacker. And then I also have them keeping another inside backer in Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who I think has had a nice camp. I mean, he looks really good when you look when you see him out there. He's another guy that kind of came in with a good reputation as being a special teamer. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at how good he's played in the preseason games and how good he looked in camp when I was there. And I talked to some other guys that were at more camps days than I were. And they all say the same thing. Kevin Pierre-Lewis looks like a definite player on this team. Uh, so I think he makes the roster. So that's uh, five D-line, five outside backer, five inside backer. And then uh, we're going to go cornerback. We're going to stick with five as well. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Prince Amukamara, uh, Buster Screen, Duke Shelley, and I think Kevin Tolliver makes it as well. Tolliver was on the team last year. He was the uh, the first outside corner off the bench. And, and I didn't see a lot from him last year. Uh, he didn't play a lot in the, in the regular season. He was decent in the preseason. But but he does have the upside. He had a nice co- college career. Uh, he was a, a undrafted guy, but you know a lot of uh, internet scouts had a draft look great on him. So I think Tolliver's uh, going to be the the first outside guy off the bench again for the Bears, unless they do, do decide to put Buster Screen, who can can play nickel and outside. Uh, maybe they move Screen outside and then bring Duke Shelley, the rookie, in at nickel. But either way, I think the Bears are are pretty comfortable in keeping these five cornerbacks. Safety, again, I have five. So uh, Eddie Jackson, Haha Clinton Dix, uh, Deion Bush with a nice interception return for a touchdown against the Colts. Uh, Sherrick McManus, who is the converted cornerback, uh, converted nickelback. He's now playing safety at, at his uh, advanced age. I think he's 30, 31 now. Um, so Sherrick McManus makes it at safety. And then uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, I think, sticks around because we're talking special teams. We're talking who makes up the, the, the core special teams in all phases. And DeAndre Houston Carson has been that guy for the Bears the last couple of years. On defense, he hasn't been the best. But as a special teamer, as your fifth safety, uh, he's a guy that can kind of be a core special teamer. Maybe take over for Sherrick McManus in, in a couple of years. But but I think both those guys make it at, at safety. Then with, with Sherrick McManus, you have the added bonus where in a pinch, he can't play some corner for you. He can't, he can't play some nickel for you. So he's a guy that has some positional versatility. Uh, but I think with Eddie Jackson, Ha Clinton Dixon, Deion Bush, your top three safeties are pretty set there. Um, as long as there's not an injury there, and, and of course we're not we're not anticipating an injury, but you know if if they're healthy, relatively healthy, I think those three guys can man the the top of the safety spot. And then with Deion Bush, you know you may even see some some instances where Chuck Pagano plays some big nickel, where instead of bringing in a, a cornerback. Uh, to play the nickel spot, they bring in uh, Deion Bush to kind of fill that that strong safety role. Maybe bring Eddie Jackson or Ha Ha Clinton Dix up to kind of match up with a tight end or a, or a bigger slot receiver. Um, the Bears have the weapons on defense to kind of match up against offenses now too, so that's kind of be, be fun to see. And, and then talking practice squad because there's my 25 guys on defense. I already mentioned Tyler Bray. Um, I do think Kylie Fitz kind of makes it into practice squad as well. 
Also see the Bears keeping John Franklin III, a cornerback. This guy is one of the fastest players in the NFL. His technique just needs some work. He played quarterback. He played receiver in college. Uh, He's pretty much a a first-time corner a year ago as a UDFA. Uh, The Bears liked him enough to keep him on all last year. He's flashed here and there in camp. He's flashed here and there in the preseason. But I think he's still a little too raw. I think one more year in the practice squad is going to do good for him. And then maybe in a year we'll see him uh, do enough to where he can actually stick around on the main roster. I also got the Bears keeping Ian Bunting, a tight end. Um, real quick about Bunting, I think he's had a nice camp. He's had a nice preseason. I just don't think he can give you enough as a blocker right now to kind of warrant a roster spot. Again, you I mentioned tight ends. You got you got Burton as your U. You got you got Ben Broniker as your backup U. You have Shaheen because your Y, and then you have Bradley Sal as your backup Y. I just don't see a spot for Ian Bunting on the roster right now. I do think he has some upside, um, along with the other guy I have keeping for the practice squad is Dax Raymond, another tight end. I think both those guys have enough upside to kind of stick around and kind of groom and, and kind of be that guy, but they both have to work on their blocking, and uh, we'll see what happens with those two, uh, you know, and hopefully in the years to come. Um, I also have on the practice squad Josh Woods, inside linebacker. He's a converted safety. You know, here's a guy that's flashed quite a bit in camp and in, in the preseason games. I just don't see a spot for him on the roster. If there's a chance that the Bears, like I said, could move Nick Kwiatkowski, if that happens, then Josh Woods is going to make this team as, as an inside backer. But right now, um, I just think that you get a little more in the third phase, phase from Kwiatkowski. Um, but but I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Woods makes it. Like I said, he's flashed quite a bit in uh, in camp and, and preseason. So him making it, he is a little quicker. Uh, he, as a converted safety, you know he he can cover a little better. Even though Kwiatkowski is also converted defensive back, but but quit uh, he converted back in college. Uh, he is uh, he bulked up quite a bit and kind of lost some of his quick twitch speed. Um, but but Woods Kwiatkowski, take your pick. I'm just going Kwiatkowski for now, but that could change. We'll see what happens. I may do another uh, prediction, you know, as the uh, you know, right before the season, but we'll see what happens. Um, also, on my, on my practice squad, 10-man practice squad for the Bears, I got offensive lineman Sam Mustafer. Uh, he's a center, backup center, also from Notre Dame. You know, I was not very high on him when he came out of Notre Dame. Um, I talked to a few uh, guys um, that kind of watched a lot of his, his tape in, in college, and they were not they were not overly impressed with him. Um, I lo- watched a little bit of his, his film, and I was not overly impressed with him. But he's been solid. He's been decent. He's been your first center off the bench. And I think he's a guy that the Bears keep around. Uh, they bulk him up, work with him, coach him up. And I think he may be a guy that's a keeper here in a couple of years. Also, having the practice squad, I have Jordan Williams Lambert, the wide receiver. Um, and the Bears have a lot of young receivers in this, on this uh, roster right now, the 90-man roster. But I think they really like Jordan Williams Lambert. He's kind of been the uh, the first guy of the backups off the bench. Uh, he had a bit of a uh, injury early in camp, but in the preseason games, he's kind of getting some run uh, early. I think they kind of like him. Plus, he's a, a older practice squad guy. He's kind of a veteran guy. But I think he may be a little uh, closer to being ready than some of the young guys they have in camp right now. Also on the practice squad, I think Clifton Duck uh, makes it. We saw him make a nice interception a couple weeks ago. And uh, he's a guy that uh, he kind of plays that, that Nichols-type role because of his size. But, you know, he, he's physical, too. He'll get in there. He'll, he'll make a play when he has to. And then my last guy in the practice squad is a defensive lineman, Abdullah Anderson. You know, I would not be surprised if the Bears did keep him somehow. They figure a way to keep him on the roster. I thought he looked good last year. 
I thought he looked good last preseason, uh, but he stuck around the practice squad all last year. I think he has one more year in the practice squad for Abdullah Anderson, and we'll see where that goes for him. Uh, obviously, injured reserve could come into play. Uh, the the, the quote-unquote redshirt Bears could come into play. And as far as the injured reserve this year, the one guy I think is a really uh, going to be a, a candidate for that is Steven Denmark, uh, the, the rookie's seventh-round draft pick. Uh, he just has not played at all. He got hurt, I think it was an ankle, early in camp. He hasn't played since. I'm not saying the Bears are grooming him for that, uh, like I said, that redshirt role. But the fact that he has not played uh, makes him a prime candidate for a guy they can easily keep around on the injured reserve. Uh, but a quick note on the practice squad before I before I sign out here. But a lot of fans are concerned with you can't cut this guy because he'll never make it back to your practice squad. You have to understand every team in the NFL is going from 90 men to 53. They have their own guys, young guys, that they're worrying about, that they want to get back to their practice squad. Uh, obviously, the better team, which the Bears are one now, they sometimes lose more more than others. But for the most part, most of the guys that you cut, you have a chance to get back to your own practice squad because the other 31 teams are more concerned with their young guys they're cutting. So could the Bears lose one or two guys? It's possible. But for the most part, the guys they cut, they're going to have a chance to come back to their practice squad. One more thing to keep in mind is when you cut these guys, they immediately got to go through waivers. If one of the other teams picks them up, they have to go to their 53-man roster. If they clear waivers, they become street free agents now, and they are free to sign with any team to their practice squad. So perhaps, let's say a guy like Ian Bunting, um, let's say he is cut, he may think he has a better chance to get to the 53-man roster if he goes to another practice squad and signs with them instead. Most of these young players always re-sign with the team that had them because they know them the best. They've been in their in, the, in their camp, you know, obviously the whole offseason. They understand the program. They understand the playbook. They have their best chance of playing with what they know. So they most, most of them come back and sign, you know, with their original team. But occasionally we will see it where a guy is cut. He makes it through waivers. He has more than one offer to a practice squad, and he goes where he thinks he has a better chance to play. I'm not sure that I see it happening this year. The Bears are a, 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 a prime destination now because, like I said, they're 12-4. and four. They're, uh, they're uh, one of the better teams in the league. So you want to play for a team like that. Plus, the culture that has been created here with Coach Matt Nagy, um, everything that's going on with the players, this is a good group, a good locker room, good coaching staff, good culture. Why not come back and join Club Dub? So that's it, guys. That is uh, my time for today. Um, let me know what you guys think by tweeting at me or by dropping me a comment in our comment section at WCG. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the T-Formation Conversation. Subscribe and rate the show, review the show and, and the channel, all that jive. And then uh, follow me on Twitter at WillFungJR so you never miss a thing. And until next time, bear down, my friends.